0: Welcome to Chan Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and my income from Twitch has been made public.
1: <laughs> Screw. That was the most incredible topical intro I've ever think we've done.
2: My, I'm on my, point my, today.
0: My game is, I, is, is A+. <laughs>
2: my name is Jay, and I'm still an old man who hates Twitch and doesn't really care what people make on it. <laughs> And I say that, but it is kind of interesting just to be like, "Oh, that's that's good on you, you know, critical role on, you know, making your Scrooge McDuck vault of money
0: <laughs>
2: streaming D and D."
0: I mean, the truth is, is the amount of effort and time that they put into it, and the amount of people they have that—that's really not even that good, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, they well,
2: actually pay only, their
1: people and stuff, and like that's
2: only one of their streams as well. Yeah,
0: oh, I, I know, I understand, right. but but you compare that to let's say they were syndicated on uh, a cable TV station. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean that the type of money that they that they deserve is probably more than what they're getting. That that's that's my only point. Uh
1: and I'm Josh and honestly I'm kind of in the J camp like I I don't care on one hand but I'm like darkly fascinated by both Twitch revenues and like the YouTube streamers like my my 8-year-old he loves this youtube streamer called like uh unspeakable gaming i think it is and the dude just does like random stuff with minecraft and has a gazillion subscribers and i'm just like yeah i just find it to be incredible
0: i so the funniest part about it to me is there's there's quite a few that do that similar model so my my boys are kind of they've done the the uh, minecraft thing and moved on they're on to roblox now um but they they watch all these streamers with the roblox repeatedly and some of them are really just cut and paste and add um, sound bites to Roblox videos that are um, that are barely funny in my opinion. They're quite juvenile, but the, for my boys, it's exactly what they want. Yeah, see. it's the target audience, right? Correct. Yeah. So m- m- what's weird to me is that my boys have no ability to purchase anything, right? Yet, yet they are making. These these content creators are making bank off of YouTube uh, advertising money based on an audience that cannot buy anything. Right. Yeah. But I mean, in some ways, that's
1: no different than like Saturday morning cartoons when we were not old men, right?
0: Right, but I feel like that was more blatant to like go to the store and buy me this, you know, fruit roll I up. I
2: want my Captain Crunch cereal.
0: Right, and it's just not. Th- I don't see that as. Much.
1: You're saying it's just not as blatant,
0: kind of thing, and so. Well, yeah, I just don't. Yeah. I don't see that it's turning into dollars. I, my boys never come to me and ask for anything.
1: I mean, Roblox is one of my favorite individually owned stocks in my portfolio right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if I, they, if I anything, it helps it. Roblox more than it helps YouTube. Like I get requests at birthday time for for Roebucks. Yeah, right? yeah. No one comes to me and says I want fruit roll-ups, Dad. That were advertised on on YouTube, you mean to say, right? Well, roll up. I'm I'm referencing something that was heavily advertised to. Yeah, us on
1: Saturday friends. morning cartoons. Sure. Right. right. I right. I guarantee yeah.
0: you that I went to my um, I live. I was raised by my grandparents, not by my parents, but I guarantee you I went to my grandmother multiple times and said I want at insert whatever I was advertised to on Saturday morning repeatedly, you know, we were so marketed to as kids heavily. <laughs> I'm, mm, I
1: just, I just love when we need people to get off our damn lawns. That's all <laughs> I got to say. <laughs> I, I
2: am kind of curious, like what, I don't know, like is the kids who like end up becoming, you know, Streaming or social stars. media, yeah, et cetera. Like, are they basically the modern day version of kid actors that are just like their lives are going to be completely ruined? And <laughs> uh,
0: I'm I'm assuming so. I yes. think likely, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I, like mean, I, I, it's hard I can't to think
2: of point, but... sure. Like I can't think of something. Okay, I, I can think of some things that would be worse, but very high on my list of things that would be Toxic and awful for a developing child or teenager or whatever would be them having like hundreds of thousands or millions of followers on.
0: So most of them aren't aren't kids. Most of them, the the kids are mostly uh, like father child pairs in my experience. It's not like I watch a lot of this, but I do look over their shoulders just to see what they're watching, you know. Pretty Unlike me, clearly, whose 14 year old is watching Squid Games. <laughs> so, so is most she, of, most of the is young Is she ones, a geek
2: child as well?
1: No, I, she's my least. Uh, she's probably my second least geeky child. I mean, she does like she's some of the She's
0: very pop culture.
1: Yeah, she's much more pop culture, right? You know, she she is one of the athletic strain that
0: came out of the combination of my wife and I's DNA. <laughs> <laughs> but most of the most of the really popular streamers are more like in their mid twenties or older. Sure. They're, they're they're catering towards youth, but they're not youth themselves. Right. And there yeah. there are kids, but most of them are not. They're not. They're not editing YouTube videos all on their own at age eight or whatever. They have parental involvement.
2: Like, right. And well, I mean the, I on. <laughs> i
1: feel like I, jay's about to have an aneurysm i, over here. I, know,
2: I know like <laughs> here's here's my the, concern like the ones the ones some of the ones i see are on snapchat for example sure Sure. Oh, and, geez okay and those a lot of those are uh late teens it seems like sure um which again just like blows my mind and seems like a for me.
1: disaster what
2: yeah yes essentially yes <laughs> i don't know
0: my here's my concern is not necessarily those people because i'm sure they've got problems etc but it's the example that they give to kids my kids and kids like right. my kids yeah and i have a friend who has a who has a child who um is probably 20 at this point um who also has this issue and that's that they see somebody making bank off of youtube and right. they think. And their idea of what am I going to be when I grow up is I'm going to be a YouTube star. And the truth is there are, you know, it's just like anything else, the NBA, et cetera. There are millions trying it. Only a few succeeding. And everyone's doesn't, especially, I guess, as compared to the NFL or NBA, they're not even remotely seeing the people that are failing. Well, and there's there's way
1: more barriers to entry that you just don't even realize or think about. Right. Like, like you're talking about, like, finding having staff that does the editing and you know plans even though it's nonsense like this stuff is like planned and executed you know with some degree of competency
0: oh yeah i mean there's there's some some things that happen um, amongst the group of successful youtubers that i think are just plain stupid like the way that they'll reuse screenshots and things um for their intro videos they'll reuse the same picture over and over again. They'll just Mm -hmm. change. Like they'll, they'll Photoshop the color of the shirt to be different, or they'll flip it, you know, 180 degrees and they'll just reuse the same stuff. And that's actually the stuff that gets hits and the, the the fonts they use. You'll, if you look at the videos that are successful, they all have a lot of similarities. And I, I think that there's just a lot of effort and time put into it behind the scenes that the kids who are saying, I want to do that when I get older, don't, realize or understand it's the same problem you get with um you know i hate to pick on them but the teenage girls when they see the models on instagram and think oh i want to do that they just don't realize the amount of effort and time that goes into behind the scenes Mm -hmm. to set up that one picture per day the amount of time and effort and whatever else goes into it you know it's it's when we were kids it was the you know the models in the magazine which just doesn't really you know it doesn't exist to the same degree. it's now become the Instagram model, but be, these kids see that and they're like, "Oh, that looks easy. I could do that uh, and the truth is is those people are putting in probably you know, way more than forty hours a week to get well, that back to the sure critical- yeah
1: back to the critical role example. I mean they're an overnight success after ten years, yeah
0: <laughs> overnight you know. in in big big air quotes over yeah yeah,
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, my kids don't see it that way. They see some kid sitting in a chair at home playing a video game and talking into a camera and making (laughs) big bucks.
1: I mean, the only thing that keeps me safe from that same sort of, um, you know, cognitive error is that when I watch the YouTube streamer stream Hades, I understand that that is far beyond my capability. (laughs) (laughs) When he does the no-hit run with, you know – uh, no weapons or whatever. I'm like, yep, yep, that's clearly a different species of human being here.
0: Yeah, well, you guys don't watch Twitch, but I do, and I watch a lot of Twitch. And and the funny thing is, is with and I watch a lot of World of Tanks Twitch, which we've already hashed over that I don't play too <laughs> much World of Tanks. But the truth is, is that there are literally hundreds of streamers who stream World of Tanks every day.
1: That's so crazy.
0: And and the truth is, is there's probably only. There's only a handful that have made a career out of it. Right. The vast majority of them, by a long ways, when they start up their stream, they get somewhere between 5 and 15 viewers. That's the majority. And there's a few that get up to 30 or 40, and some of them might get 80. But there's mean, That's only... basically
1: my retirement plan, honestly. Like, <laughs> once I'm independently wealthy, then I'll do that.
0: There's only maybe four or five that get into the, the thousands. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's not like you're making... If you look at the list that, that came out today, of top 100 Twitch streamers, there's no there's no World of Tanks guy on that list. Right, right. You know, um, they're probably not even in the top... They might be in the top three or 400, um, and they might make, you know, 100k a year. The, the bottom guy on that list was making uh, 700k a year, something like that. Mm. So, and World of Tanks is probably a top 20 streamed game. So you have to be something special in the game that people care about, and you've got to do it religiously. You spend a lot of time and effort promoting yourself. <laughs> I mean, they they put in time for that money they make, and they put in a lot of effort to get there. Mm-hmm. For yeah. most of them,
2: yeah. There was I was actually this was so I I have a someone who's through the uh, magic of Twitter. I've I've become online friends with this person who he is uh kind of head of the started the the program for St. Jude's for like all of their gaming fundraising. Okay. And so they make crazy amounts of money through through this fundraising from gamers. Um and you know I was talking to him a little bit about various um, things on kind of related to this topic because you know he, he does a fair bit of work with people who are on twitch etc and you know one of one of his one of the things he said was that you know most of the most of the people he works with they no longer do these things for fun because
1: oh it's, sure
2: it's their job and they feel like you know if i'm ever doing these things and I need to be monetizing it or, you know, you're, you're you just get in this mindset of where like, I'm always having to hustle it becomes work. Yes. And it, it does become work. And yeah. so, you know, if, if you're doing it, it's part of your hustle and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, so yeah. I don't
0: know. Can, can I, I want to blow your two, your two minds just for a second. <laughs> clearly the bar is not very high i this is way off topic for what we were originally going to talk about but who cares at this point (laughs) okay all right so there is there is um let, let me start with this what do you guys expect the top streaming uh platform to be like on twitch what do you what do you think gets the most viewers oh i think it's minecraft
1: uh fortnite
0: so, so Minecraft currently, and this is just right now, the moment we're talking, Minecraft is fifth and Fortnite is ninth. Wow. Okay. okay. So uh, the, Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe, but not really. Okay. So the, the number one thing on Twitch right now is called just chatting, and it's mostly people just what? talking. And the, the what? highest number of th- those are mostly girls. What it's most, right now. So it's mostly neckbeards tuning into girls. Okay. A a big portion of it. So with that in mind, I'm going to blow your mind even more. There is a subset of that and it has its own like topic channel on Twitch. And, and I, most of the people listening are probably already aware of it. You just, I'm blowing the 40 year old minds here just (laughs) YouTube at this moment. There, there is a channel called ASMR. Do you know what that stands for?
1: I don't know what it stands for. I know what it is though. It's like sounds just crunchy things being crunched or squished or right. Like,
0: yeah, it stands for autosensory meridian response. And yes, it is it is the joy of hearing things. Okay. Okay. But the truth is, is that if I click on it right now, I'm not going to go too, too in depth, but the so um, I would say nine out of the top 10, actually, let's go deeper and say um, uh, 23 out of the top 25 are girls who are licking their microphones and or licking plastic ears. So it sounds like if you put on headphones, it sounds For like ASMR. Yes. They are licking your ears. Oh my the, the other two that do not oh fit in the category is somebody who's streaming otters swimming. And the other one is frying bacon. The rest I mean, I'm, of them,
1: I'm interested in the otters swimming. Okay. Tell me more. <laughs> is, is this,
2: isn't, isn't there like kind of a similar one that's a visual one, like mixing paint or,
0: I have no idea. Okay. The the, the 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 only reason I know the ASMR one is because if you just kind of if you're just browsing through Twitch, it's almost always in the top twenty. There there sure. there are twenty thousand people currently midday.
2: It's basically like
0: who are w- tuning in to, to listen to to <laughs> girls lick rubber ears connected to yeah, microphones. And, I mean sure. I and mean... so are those girls making
1: lots of money licking the ears? I,
0: I have no idea.
1: I'm well, am it's sure. like a so... top Twitch stream. That... Right, is, there's is, some is, kind of money being made, right?
2: Like the the channel yeah. of you know guys just looking at women's feet. Like, I mean,
1: no, they're looking at women licking other women's feet. Jay, get on get on board here.
0: I I so knowing <laughs> it will, let's the top one right now has five and a half thousand viewers. So certainly, yes, she is making an income just doing that. I cannot tell you. How good of an income it is, but my best guess is that she's probably making somewhere between sixty and hundred thousand dollars a year doing it. But but keep in mind that this is such a flash in the pan sort of thing that she may not even be able to do it for a whole year. I don't really know, so she might be making you know more than that and then saving her money. I I'm not involved in their finances. I have no idea. But 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 knowing knowing how many viewers the top one has currently. Of, yeah. Of almost 6,000 viewers. I know that you can make a living off of 6,000 viewers. If you get 6,000 viewers three or four times a week, guaranteed she's making a living. And part That's of the thing that you don't great. see in the Twitch information that was, that, that was, um, uh, sent out today over Twitter and other locations where you could see how much money the top streamers made. That is the money that you're seeing there is money that is paid out from Twitch to the streamer. It does not include donations or tips oh, oh yeah. I should, sure. I should, sure i should use the word tip not donation so um the the tip is given through can be given through many different ways a lot of streamers have a button on their page that goes to a, a, a tip jar basically through paypal and there's a lot of money that comes in that way and and i will admit that the chatters or the asmrs those people get a a much higher portion of tips than somebody who's streaming, say, Minecraft.
1: So just so I'm understanding, Trevor, the next time someone, uh, you know, a local conservative fellow business owner is having a conversation with me where they're like, it's so hard to get people to work for me. I can just be like, well, that's because they can make more money than you are offering them licking rubber ears on the internet.
0: I mean, if they have, uh, th- I'm going to be a little misogynist here. If they have big boobs and they look good, yeah.
1: Oh, Oh, so these girls are visible oh yeah. okay okay okay
0: and they're definitely wearing they're all wearing push-up bras almost guaranteed (laughs) because it increases the amount of tips i'm not i'm not putting that sort of work down don't get me wrong that's fine for them they can earn that money and i don't have a problem with it but there's definitely you can if you go through and just opened up that page to asmr and looked at the top streamers Mm -hmm. you can see some commonalities so i mean it is a type of work they definitely work hard for it. I, if I had to lick a dang ear for an hour, my tongue would be done. Do you have
2: to do it for that long? It's not they're just on a it, loop?
0: They're, doing, so it, no, it's they're doing it live. Yeah, they're doing it live. they constantly for hours on end every day. Oh, I, my
1: gosh. My, it's, it
0: would be my horrible.
1: Yeah, that's like actual
3: hard work. <laughs> yes, it is.
2: <laughs> yes, Josh, sex work is work. I, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> about this. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, um, in this episode of Three Old Men Blow Each Other's Minds.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, we we have. Uh,
3: are you are you, you wondering at what
1: point you lost control, Jay? Is that?
2: <laughs> no, I'm just like I'm shuddering. Re- like I. I <laughs> I don't like the idea of. Anyways, yeah, let's let's just move on. Okay, it's it's safer that way.
3: Yes, probably
2: so. Um, so, some news from Discount Games Inc. Um, we we do have um, the new Black Templar army box will be going for pre-sale on uh, Saturday. I, I don't yet really know, uh, how much of that is gonna, how many I'm going to be able to get I'll Obviously I'll know when, when it's listed, then I'm currently hoping that it's going to be a, a fairly high number. So, uh, that is good news. Um, be sure to get that. There's a lot of people that have been you know, excited about, about, that. um, but now we can, can go ahead and dive in and start talking about our, our main topic of this uh this episode. And I I th- I think that in one of my other Discords chats I had a friend recommend this book to me and then I said in the chain attack Discord I was gonna read it and said that Josh should and some other people and then uh, some people in that were like, yes, I've, I've been reading it or I read it and it's amazing. And so that had some conversation in there as well. Um, but, uh, Josh, do you want to go ahead and I guess give some info on, on the book we just read?
1: Man, I'm giving
2: the synopsis exciting.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, Project Hail Mary is the latest, uh, novel by Andy Weir, who, originally gained fame writing the martian which if you haven't read the martian turn off the podcast and go read the martian for pity's sake It's
0: Uh, far more entertaining than we are
1: yes yes um anyway so the the latest andy weir book the the shtick is that the um basically the earth discovers this life form that is essentially uh sucking energy out of the sun and uh they discover that that you know or the only hope they have to deal with it is to basically send a is is that an interstellar spacecraft a spacecraft that's going to go to another uh it's
2: going to another solar system
1: yeah yes. so that's interstellar right yeah uh yeah to send an interstellar spacecraft to potentially find a solution to this uh how to deal with this life form or whatever and so the 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 main character wakes up essentially on the spacecraft with coma what would you call it coma induced coma caused amnesia Mm -hmm. and so that sets up kind of an interesting um plot i'm gonna call it gimmick almost you know where the character is like remembering the story of how he got there you know, as as the story goes along, kind of thing. So kind of interesting. And so it's basically the story of this character on the Project Hail Mary spacecraft, essentially trying to save the Earth from a sun-destroying alien life form. It is briefly funny in the way that uh, The Martian was funny, but not as. It is technically dense in the way that the martian was i mean like you can you can tell that andy Weir does his research i guess is what i really mean to say by that is is that fair to say jay
2: yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i guess another thing i would say with it is to me it kind of felt like there were two halves to this book the first half felt to me uh almost like a mystery book except the mysteries were solved by the protagonist well by the protagonist using the scientific method yeah
3: yeah okay
2: to he's like well you know i i have this hypothesis i'm going to test it or or you know et cetera et cetera um and so to me that that's that's kind of the feeling of the first half of the book the second half of the book to me feels kind of like a buddy cop <laughs> movie except instead of it being buddy cops, they're buddy scientists (laughs) and, and it's it's
1: a star Trek episode.
2: Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the, to me, the kind of the filling or vibe of the, the two halves of the book. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't know what, uh, I guess what, what, what questions do you have Trevor? If, if any on, on the book,
0: I mean, I'm going to ask the question that everybody in the room is wondering is, is it better or worse than The Martian?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of tipped my hand on that one. I so I think he has three books. Uh, Yes. The Martian, uh, one he wrote after The Martian called um, Artemis Mm -hmm. and and then Project Hail Mary. If I if you ask me to rank the Andy Weir books, The Martian is by far the superior Project Hail Mary is second, and Artemis is third, and And that is how great is the divide. So I don't think the divide between Project Hail Mary and Artemis is that great, but I think the divide between, um, geez, I just drew a blank. Hail Mary and The Martian is pretty substantial, for me.
0: Okay, so so according to Wikipedia, he has a fourth book which was never published. It was only put on the web.
1: Oh, interesting
0: that was, think that was published might also published have like before an, The Martian.
2: I think he might also have like a Audible or original or something like that as well.
0: And he has a bunch of short stories and other things that he was uh, that he wrote and/or took part of. So
1: that makes sense.
2: Um, I I would say that. So first of all, I haven't read Artemis, so I, I can't s- say with that. I can only compare The Martian and Project Hail Mary. Um, I do think that The Martian is. The better book i don 't know if I would say that the chasm is quite as wide as as Josh does, but i I do think that the Martian is going to have a lot bigger audience slash there's going to be more people that would fall in love with it than compared to Project comary
3: I think would you okay.
0: say, would you say because it has? less of the science fiction and more of the modern, I guess, drama in it.
2: Uh, I would say, I would say that the Martian has a lot more universal appeal and drama things going on in it. It's, 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 it's basically a science drama. Um, yeah. and it, it pulls that off. I would say it, it has that kind of universal appeal more successfully than a uh, project Hail Mary, I think.
1: Yeah, I feel like Project Henry's science is a little I keep dense like, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like more technical and so it doesn't flow as well, you know. It's still super fun to read, but I just mean compared to The Martian. Yeah,
2: anything, I mean there's right? in in a way he spends a fair bit of time he he spends some time thinking about like, you know, how different what if scenarios or how could how could some alien life operate if it was in these different environments or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And so there's a fair bit of time where it's talking about like the research or the way that, you know, these different things are working, um, which doesn't really, um, it's, it is kind of, it is interesting world building and, and stuff like that, but it's not stuff that, the Martian does as much of, I would say.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Okay, well, I know we're going to grade this, so I don't want to jump to the very end of the, you know, would you recommend and who would you recommend it to, but I, I want us to address that when we get to that point because I don't I don't read as quickly as the two of you do, um, and so when I go to read something, um, I have to be a little more careful with my...
2: Sure, what you pick
0: what I pick because if I get stuck on something that I don't enjoy, it can put a, it's like a huge roadblock to my ability to go on to the next book and it ends up taking rather right. than taking,
2: you, you know, also don't want to put you, you, you have the gene where you don't want to. <laughs> yeah,
0: I have the completionist gene. I hate, yeah, I hate yeah, yeah. I can count the number of books that I've actually put down and not finished on you know one hand in my lifetime. And there's been a lot that I probably should have. You know, instead yeah, of putting yeah. them down, I ended up just not reading for the next six months, which is right. is honestly a personal flaw and a mistake that I need to fix. But it's just a mental block that I have a hard time saying, well, yeah, I'm going to move on to this next book and give up on that one. Um, and some of the ones that I put down, I put down not because of the book's problem, but because of life problems. And it still bugs me. It bugs me to this day that I haven't finished That
1: you didn't finish it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that, I, uh, I
0: have I have the similar
1: challenge and I yeah. just, I'm kind of better about it as I've gotten older. And I especially will. I think you're better at powering if I through. Recognize as well. that a book is not in what I call my strong genre, meaning uh-huh. it's not science fiction or fantasy. Um, I, uh, I will put it down a lot easier. You know what I mean?
0: I, I, like I said, I think you also power through better than I do. I don't, okay, sure. I don't, I don't power through. You know, I just, I just find other things to do that don't yeah, involve. Yeah. Me. I got you. Sure.
2: Um, or do we want to dive into
1: uh the grades the grades sure let's do it first up is design so i think this goes i think you talk about two parts of design when you're talking about project hill mary which one is kind of the uh you addressed it as like the world building jay right Uh uh-huh this is the you know the spaceship itself and some of the science that the main character deals with and I would, and the, you know,
0: anytime the, the we're dealing with a book, character. Anytime we're dealing with a book, I would, I would include plot and writing style. Or writing. yeah,
1: and that's that's the second part I would say is like the plot, you know, because I it feels like a very conscious design choice. And and I won't lie, like as I started the book and and uh, understood that there was essentially um, an amnesia element to it, I was sort of dubious because I'm like, this feels like a you know that just feels like such a tropey plot, right, yeah. such a pop out, right? But it's—I thought it was quite cleverly done. How, how again with science, you know, the author ends up justifying that that plot um, oddity. Um, so yeah, I mean, the truth is, I give it pretty high marks for design on on both of those elements. I would say so high as to give it an eight.
0: So the part of that you didn't address though was writing style or or his the prose.
1: Yeah, his style pulls pulls it up to the 8 for me because I do I just like his style, you know. It it's his writing is not markedly different from his style I mean is not uh, terribly different from um The Martian, right? Okay. Yeah. And so if you if you enjoyed that, if you enjoyed the way he he tells his his story in that one, you'll enjoy this one too.
0: Okay. Yeah, my my concern sometimes is that certain novels they get more refinement because of whatever reason, you know, whether it's the publisher, and, you know, demanding yeah, that it's like another editor review,
1: whatever, right? Yeah,
0: or author experience, or you know, there's usually a reason. So, but you're telling me that that the reason it was less enjoyable than The Martian was not because of the way it was written, but but other things. Correct. Okay, that's good. He has a good writing style. It's easy to read. It, it yeah. flows well.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
2: Yeah, I would. I would probably agree with everything draft said and give the give the same score.
1: The eight. Alright, cool. Well done, Us. Okay, so on to time management. Um so the only How many pages is it? Ooh, I did not pull that info up. Let me look real
0: quick. According to uh the Wikipedias, it is four hundred and ninety six.
1: Yeah, I
2: thought that
0: so, was so the case. Not not a, a short novel, but not a not a long novel either.
1: Yeah, and uh for the most part it's a pretty um engaging read i felt um but i my only kind of complaint on time management is i felt like there were some character relationships that did not get addressed and and i don't know if they you know if you had addressed them if they would have caused the book to drag on more um it's interesting that's to kind note kind of a mild concern
0: yeah, it's interesting to note that the the Martian is three hundred sixty nine pages, so it is um, oh quite a bit longer than the Martian.
2: Yeah, yeah, I thought that was the case. Okay. Um, I mean, one of the, I sorry, what's the this is time management? Time management, yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean, this is I'm going to talk. This is going to relate back a little bit with the design as well, I guess, but um. One of them, so first of all, I'll say as I started getting towards the end of the book, one of my concerns was um, if he was going to stick the landing on the ending of the book. And mm-hmm. overall, I would say that he did succeed with that, and so you know that's that's good. Obviously, um, there is one maybe one little quibble that i also started to get a feeling at the end where i was like okay are we going to have is this going to be the return of the king where the movie has five endings and
1: (laughs) you mean ai jay
2: (laughs) and maybe maybe we should have uh edited it down a little bit right and
1: like are you are you feeling like the i kind of i go ahead but i think i kind of agree with what you're saying
2: And maybe it should have edited down a little bit, but by the time I got to the very end of the book, I was, I felt like, okay, I, this feels like it was justified or deserved. It, maybe, maybe it could have been edited down a little bit more, but it, it worked out in the end. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I did, did you have any, were you thinking any of those thoughts or? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, with, with one of the, the quote-unquote first endings yes <laughs> the I, I felt like you could have faded to black there and 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 i still would have been content with the story right but i was okay with after, the way the, after we the got ultimate, to
2: the right the ultimate ending of the book i was happy with
1: yes yeah
2: so um i would probably say a six or seven
1: on time management i agree with the six i think that's reasonable for some of the points that we discussed. Okay. Okay. Uh repeatability. That's an interesting question. You got to answer this one first, yeah. I hate repeatability on a book. I mean,
3: yeah, you really you're like
1: watching films, let alone
2: I it's it's one where Let me I let could me see myself rereading it, but it would probably be years down Five to 10 to 15 years down the road before I did.
0: Right. let me let me flip this a little bit on its head for you josh okay the, the project i Mary, as you pr- as you probably know has been optioned for a film mm-hmm. um are you going to watch that film or i will you, happily you, watch the you're film done? yeah okay. okay so you're, you're not done with the story it's the martian film right uh it's probably not but you're done I, with the story but you're not necessarily done with with other versions of the story
2: and How i am curious
0: to, um Arrival did it. I'd be okay with that too.
1: <laughs>
2: I, I am curious. uh So I'm assuming that you have not reread The Martian,
1: Josh. I have not, but here's the thing I would. Like, The Martian is yeah. definitely a book that I would see myself willingly rereading.
0: I'm one of those people that don't normally reread books, but The Martian is one that I would, if someone said, let's reread The Martian, I would be like, yeah, let's do.
2: I think I've read The Martian two or three times.
1: Okay, wow.
2: But yeah, and again, I could see, see myself rereading this at some point, but it would have a longer refractory period. Well, especially the because Martian. some
1: of the some of the I guess spoilers in it, right, are like yeah, 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 harder to forget. Yeah, <laughs> is that right? Like yeah. The Martian doesn't feel like it was so dependent on spoilers.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, that was okay.
2: probably fair. Okay. So repeatability, it I'll, it's probably going to get a fairly average score for me of a, like a five. Uh,
1: Yeah, so I'll give it just a little lower. I'll say a four.
2: Okay. Next category.
1: Fun. Yes. Uh, So Martian is more fun than Project Camilaria. Project Hillary is still pretty fun. Uh, um, I would agree,
0: yes. Maybe we shouldn't be, be uh, comparing it to the Martian. Maybe we should be comparing it to something... You well, know, more mainstream. Like, more what is an by what is option. an
1: average fun book, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, how, I don't. How does how does this compare to Adventures in Misogyny, Josh? <laughs> 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 I think that oh, might have okay. been a wrap topic. I, I,
1: I read Adventures in Misogyny <laughs> faster than Project Hail Mary, <laughs> but it's also shorter, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. <laughs>
0: Uh, if you guys don't understand the reference, you'll need to go back to our uh, pre-ramble. Uh, and if you don't have access to that, it's because y- you're, um, you're a meanie, meanie head and you need to give us some money.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I love that as an advertising technique. Uh, My <laughs> <to> potential listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say for me... I would give it. It's it's above average and fun. Like I, I don't want to go all the way to a seven. A I'm going to give it a six, though.
2: I I was going to give the the standby seven.
0: You were okay. Yes. Well, we expect
1: nothing less from you. Since, since I'm it's currently for, reading yeah. Dresden
0: Files, um, and uh, what would you say on is it above or below the average Dresden Files book? Below.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I would agree with that. All right. Uh, next. Uh, overall. So overall, I will fall upon the seven here. With <laughs> I will steal the seven before Jay uses it.
2: I think that's fair. I do think that. I
1: mean, and, and overall, to be fair, I know we're not comparing it to the think, Martian, but the Martian's dead right. for me.
2: I think the sum is is a little bit bigger than the parts. I also feel like there were some tropes that were handled well and some twists that were interesting um lucy agrees with me (laughs) thank you (laughs) say hello to everyone Um, yeah i mean i don't know it's i i did find it to be a quite enjoyable read so you know take that for what you will
1: well so let's go to the audience and recommend here I will say that if you enjoyed the Martian, you're going to enjoy project Hail Mary. Like it, it is not very far outside that wheelhouse.
2: I, it is. So I, I have a, a friend who has a, a PhD and wow. he's, he's very much a, a guy who, like I, I gave him a, a shirt this summer that it's like a, cat holding up a beaker and it's like this is a job for science and so <laughs> okay you know i i ordered this book for him uh because i i thought that it would uh be kind of in the wheelhouse of the type of stuff that that he likes um i guess i'm curious josh maybe on you you said if you liked the martian you'd probably like this what what do you think would be what would cause people not to like this compared to the Martian or, or who isn't Is, or do you think that it's just a one for one transfer or do you think that there's people who like the Martian who wouldn't like this?
1: Yeah. Okay. So here's my thought. If the Martian was your first science fiction novel, project Hail Mary should not be your second. That's, okay.
0: that's a pretty good take. I mean, I the, the Martian sort of hit mainstream in many ways. And I think a lot of people who wouldn't normally have picked up, sci-fi picked it up
1: right yeah yeah it was definitely an ambassador to the genre and and again partly because there's just some more technical and dense stuff in the science Mm -hmm. part i feel like project calmeria would discourage some young young not young new science fiction readers right you think so that's interesting i don't know maybe i could be wrong i mean i've been
0: a i've been a science fiction reader for way too long yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's let's come to me, because I think I might represent more of our audience. Um, you know, I've, I read The Martian. I devoured it. I finished it in just a couple of days, which for me is quite an act. Um, it, and I clearly enjoy sci-fi and fantasy, um, sci-fi more than fantasy. Um, I have a harder time getting through fantasy books. Um, so is it something that I should put on my stack, which I have to curate a little more carefully?
3: Yeah,
1: right. Um, Yeah, I I definitely think you should put it on your stack, but don't don't you dare put it ahead of any Dresden Files reading. Get that (laughs) get that get that caught up, boy.
0: I'm almost done. I'm I'm on the I think I'm on like the third or fourth, the last chapter in Skin Game, which is the book before the new ones. So I'm I'm close. Excellent. And I'm reading through those quite quickly as well. For me, you know, I'm, I'm finishing a book every. I would say every two to three weeks. So, but I have, and I'm rereading these. I have finished Dresden Files books within two or three days before as well, but these are all ones I've read before. So,
2: well, any, any final thoughts on project. O'Murray?
0: I guess the real question is, can I, can I put down my OCD and not pick up um, starship troopers uh, and finish it? Cause I didn't finish it the first time I picked it up. <laughs> Prior to reading this, is it, is this going to go to the top of the stack, or is it going to get put a little bit down you, in the stack?
2: Did you? Oh, that's an interesting question. Reading when you this stopped, story? when you stopped Starship Troopers, why did you stop? Were you enjoying it, or was it life? Or
0: um, I started. Did you not my, enjoy it. I started. I went back to school, is why I stopped. And okay. I, I thought I thought I was going to continue, but I just I got into school and realized that it just wasn't that all of my reading time needed Feasible. to be needed to be yeah, school related reading time. Um, so that's why I put it down. I will admit that the opening to it didn't grab me as well as I'd hoped. Um, but that's, I would have kept kept going had school not been in the way.
2: Um, I don't I mean, I, my personal recommend would probably be to, uh, read project Hail Mary before starship troopers. I feel like starship troopers is, a book that sci-fi nerds should read because it's like a foundational book, but it's also, like, it's it's a Heinlein novel that still kind of shows its age. <laughs> so I, you'll definitely have an easier time getting through Project Hail Mary, even though it's a longer book by, like, probably double. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have not had good luck with Heinlein so far, so we'll see. Um, but I, other, I will admit I, that...
2: My other issue with with Starship Troopers is that I just, I I kind of prefer the Forever War quite a bit more for that kind of niche of.
0: Forever War, do I know that
1: one? I don't know. Uh, Haldeman is his name?
0: No, I don't know it.
1: I mean, it was written in the same uh, genre, not genre, era, Joe Haldeman, as Starship Troopers. Right, Jay? Uh yeah, I believe so.
2: And real real quick, my um my my blurb for Forever War is that um Joe Haldeman went to Vietnam and he came back and uh wrote The Forever War and it's basically a a, a sci-fi novel about Vietnam. Um and it's 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 one of the in in I I can't remember who it was who said this, but there was a, a one of the reviews of of it from um, you know one of the foundational sci-fi authors said that it this was like one of the seminal works of science fiction.
0: And, you're, you're tipping my you're tipping my needle even farther away from Starship Troopers here, Jay.
2: <laughs> well, I think that's okay though. Yeah, it kind of is. I especially mean,
1: especially given your history with them. Uh, right.
2: If. If I were to I, tell you to if, – if you had the choice between The Forever War and Starship Troopers, I would far and away tell you to read The Forever War. I don't know. I You've, you've read both, Josh. Is that correct? I have, yeah. Which w- What is your opinion on this topic?
1: Uh, I would – yeah, I would give deference or preference to Forever War over Starship Troopers. I still enjoyed them both quite a bit, but sure. you know, that's like – That's like asking if a fat man enjoys food, you know. (laughs) I mean, that's the problem with any conversation with me about sci-fi,
3: right?
2: Fair. (laughs) Well, real quick before we go, uh, I'm curious how your guys' advent calendar to the release of Dune has been going slash uh, what your excitement level is
1: uh off the charts i don't have i don't have the right kind of advent calendar you know one filled with spices <laughs>
3: that
2: flow out on a daily basis yeah i should have gotten like a sampler pack from burlap
1: and barrel and, and created <laughs> that, would, a... that would have been great have been my amazing. intent is still to go see the earliest one on the 22nd as possible because
0: that's not the earliest isn't the earliest going to be on the twenty first? No, but that's what I mean. Like I'm right, not He can't.
1: He
2: can't. You, like, you can't he, do it before yeah, the Yeah, City Hall. Yeah, yeah,
0: that is my problem. Listen, I I I haven't learned much from Zoolander in my life, Josh, but I did learn that you have <laughs> the black lung. <laughs> you you cannot make it to.
2: He's gonna he's gonna miss his uh
1: meeting with City Council. Go this could to be a critical vote on the sewer district, Trevor. I just don't know that I can, you know, in good conscience, miss that just to see the most incredible cinematic still suits that mankind has ever created.
0: I have, I have some recommendations for you, Josh. Fear is the mind killer. <laughs> Damn you, just just believe in your other people on the on the committee that they'll make the right choice. <laughs> 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 Sorry, couldn't say it with a straight face. <laughs> it
1: was a good effort. It's a good effort.
3: Well, uh, I am
2: I am excited for our Dune episode, uh, which will be coming soon. Yeah, three weeks. That's right. I mean, honestly, it might be <laughs> might happen that that same day. Yeah, we might do it that week. We'll see. Anyways, all right. Well let us know what you guys think of Project Hail Mary and the Forever War and Starship Troopers and Sci Fi in general.